Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2022. Everything will be all right. Ooh. I'm Alicia Herder. <laughs> I'm Tara. Keck. That's me. The first time we did this, I couldn't remember the next line. So that's why it took so long for me to say my name. <laughs> I was like, I'm lost. I have no idea what's happening. Boom, a little Swifty for y'all. Welcome to 2022. On today's episode, Hedge Witches, Witches in the News, and a tarot card poll for the new year. For you guys. It's a new year, baby. Is it really a new year? New year? Same you? New you? New year. New shoes. Shoes. That's about it. That's, I mean. Same house. It's like that shirt that says same shirt, different day. Ooh. That's just 2022. Mm-hmm. All wrapped up in like a little Snuggie. 2022. No bathing. No. <laughs> she says. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut that down right now. People need to bathe. Or shower. You know, I don't care what you do, but you can't just like hop in a river and call it a day. This isn't the power of the dog, which was a very boring film. But Kirsten Dunst should get her Oscar. So that's another thing. That's fine. What's up? It's the new year. Oh, my God. I haven't seen you. I'm like actually very, I'm a little starstruck. Oh, thank you. Mesmerized. I put lotion on my face. It's beautiful. Am I moisturized? Yeah. I feel like I could drink off of your cheekbones. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> she sucks the gunk out of my pores. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, um, like one of those uh, Korean skincare machines that they use where they just say suck the pores right out of your face. Okay, but I like want one. Right? Well, I'm right here, But I've baby. heard that they don't have – I heard they don't really work. No. I mean, you shouldn't be buying any of the stuff that you're seeing on Instagram. As a rule. Yeah. You really shouldn't have Instagram. It's illegal. In my state, yes. <laughs> So it's, it is kind of another law. Another law that we have in this state is that on the first episode of the new year, you mm-hmm. do have to tell no longer Governor Cuomo, Governor Eric Adams. Oh, yeah. Did you watch that on CNN? I did not. Oh, my God. You really missed out on a real show, I have to say. Yeah. Like, everyone should have watched the CNN ball drop countdown with Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. It was divine. Really? It was the funniest fucking shit I've seen in a long time on national television. Okay. Andy Cohen was wasted. So we have these two gay guys. They're kind of, you know, they're kind of being a little flirty with each other too. So I was like, okay, sexual tension. This is good. And Anderson's like, okay, I'll take like one sip of this drink. And Andy's like, I'm ready for my sixth drink. And so they showed the whole Eric Adams thing because they just do it on New Year's. And then Andy Cohen goes on this rant about how he hates Mayor de Blasio and everyone hates Mayor de Blasio. And it was so funny and so true. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's the worst thing that's ever happened to New York. And Anderson's like, okay. (laughs) It's like, like, I'm not allowed to have these kinds of opinions. But Anderson was having like the best time. He was like, I'm glad someone here is crazier than I am right now. (laughs) So it was amazing. But anyways, 
we have to talk about our New Year's resolutions. Yeah, you do. You have to like, what happens is that you create some kind of like cake or like Mm -hmm. some kind of offering to take to the New Year's God and you place it on his little lap and you say, this year I'm going to be da 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 So without further ado. Without further ado, please tell me. Okay. What the fuck are you doing this year? So last year, 2021, do better. That was the the theme of last year. Mm -hmm. So this time, along the same veins, but like raising it up, you know, Mm -hmm. we're putting like all the poker chips in and we're doing be the best 30 year old version of yourself hell yeah hell yeah so slay, tell me more about slay, that slay slay eating amen. healthy eating fruits and veggies we're working out we're writing we're being creative we're also being productive and doing the things that we don't want to be doing and better it's all scheduled out oh this is how everything's she's doing scheduled this. out i feel like i'm back in school Mm-hmm. which is great for me. I love structure. So I have it all scheduled out during my day and this is when I do that and this is when I do that and this is my lunch break. And these are the hours I don't talk to people. Brilliant. So tell me about your scheduling strategy. Are you picking things like a week ahead of time? Do you have a rhythm? I have a rhythm. So I work. <laughs> I work. She works. I work. But meaning I stick to the schedule five days a week. Mm-hmm. Those are work days, but I call them school days. That's so cute. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, baby, I am at school mm-hmm. working. And weekends, free for all. And I've allowed myself the flexibility if something comes up to ruin the flow. I already wrote out, that's okay. That's fine. It happens. It's okay. You're going to get a gig here. You're going to have to do something here or at a different time that doesn't fit with your schedule. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. A doctor's appointment, it'll be okay. The booster vaccine, that's going to lay me out for like four days probably. Yeah, it was not good. So it's all accounted for. Hell yeah. We're on a schedule. We're in the gym. We're feeling healthy. We're feeling light. We're Mm -hmm. feeling fun and flirty and thriving. And that's the goal is to sustain. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I'm having such a good time. I love the recognition because I feel like you've known this about yourself for a while. Mm -hmm. But the recognition and setting yourself up for success through structure and mm-hmm. scheduling because that's like what so much of our lives is for like duh, 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 like the first 18 21 if you go to college yeah and like throwing yourself into the real world where there's no schedule that's when people i feel like fall apart yeah and so they say when people like super strict parents send their kids off to college and then they just like melt into pieces they like yep. you know don't know what to do they're just chocolate in your hands on a hot day and so you recognizing this and then being like i know how to empower myself it is through google calendar google calendar yeah i have it all written out in my notebook and a lot of times it's like oh i wish i could do this thing but then i don't have the energy or i don't feel like doing it at that point and now it's like oh no i have specific times to do specific things Mm -hmm. yay Thank you. But I am excited to know what is your New Year's resolution. So um, I don't want to say I copied you because I did You didn't know this one. This one's new. So I very similarly took 30 as kind of like a A wake up call. (laughs) A rude (laughs) alarm at 6 a.m. with a very a shock jockey uh, DJ. (laughs) One little DJ. He's like, wake up in the morning. Hello, Indianapolis. It is I. Smelling like P. Diddy. Here we go. No, 2022, don't shower. 
My, I have two New Year's resolutions. Ooh, okay. Two. The first one, which is very similar to yours, mm-hmm. is to do one thing every day that is in alignment with my dream life as if I'm already living it. Oh, I love that. And so my mom, when I told my mother this, Tammy was like, that seems like really hard. And I was like, listen, I don't know what your dream life is, but I don't Tammy's all jet planes. <laughs> Really? Because, like, I'd be drinking martinis on my way to fucking Cabo. She's like, I'm drinking champagne and champagne fronts. So (laughs) I don't know about your life. But I was like, Mother, I do not intend to be like, Mother. (laughs) (laughs) Like diamonds, diamond rings, you know, the situation. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm more of like, in my dream life, like, this is how I take care of myself. And this is how I spend my free time. And like, one of the things was like, being more connected with my friends and feeling like fulfilled socially and emotionally through many different avenues. And so one of the main things is that instead of being like, oh, today I have to do like this one thing, it's more like, what is like the one thing that I really want to do today? Mm. Like I get to at least do one thing that is like, I really want to go to this coffee shop or I really want to draw or I really want to spend like an hour journaling or I really want to watch this TV show and in my dream life baby gets what she wants Hell like that's yeah. what it is oh okay and a lot why of this, suffer right exactly yeah listen we're all don't look up okay like <laughs> shit is not good <laughs> and this idea really came from I don't know if you've met him Michael Timlin mm-hmm. his, I don't know if I've met him either but you've talked about him he has this podcast called um, Work Sucks I Know and he was talking about how like through therapy his therapist was like listen if as long as you don't get to zero like you're doing really well like no matter what your creative calling is as long as you don't let that effort and progress and joy get to zero like you're better than most people like you're doing really good that's not that's not uh, that's good but that's also not good most people need to get their shit together most people most people give up that's true. Most people like, you know, don't have it in them or like are called to another thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I could do one thing. One yeah. is better than zero. True. And then my other one is um, actually very inspired by my birthday and the very bad time I had the next day is that <laughs> when I when I drink, I'm only allowed to have one drink a day. And that's because when I have one drink, that second drink seems very flirty and very fun. Very flirty. And I very much love my hands holding a wine glass. Oh, and yes. so like I was like, okay. I'm going to not allow myself to get out of control and, you know, I can have just one glass of wine. Can I prove to myself I can just have one glass of wine? So far, it's been a week and I'm doing pretty good. Okay, good. Good, good. I feel like that's hard because that's like the gateway is one glass Mm -hmm. because you're like, I'm here anyway. I know, exactly, exactly. It's like one piece of pizza. Who has one piece of pizza? I feel like one glass of wine, you're just kind of like, I mean – I could barely afford this glass of wine. Why can't I afford the next two? Mm -hmm. But that's very exciting. That's very good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it. Rules and structure. Better than dry January, which is what you tried last year. Last year, and it's, you know, very timely on the day that we are, in fact, recording on the anniversary of January 6th. And Mm. um, that whole January was just a really rough time. (laughs) My father was like, "Let's, let's do a fun activity. And by fun activity, I mean no activity in the alcohol department. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I, I, I have bad coping mechanisms, They Walter. drink wine with dinner, like, every night, your they parents. Do. So it's like. They do. Oof, he was really, he was like, let's have a goal. Yikes. 
so tell us your new resolutions on our Instagram and I just love to hear it. We had like so many like really cute responses to our Instagram post of like, what are you manifesting in 2022? And most people were like, to just be happy. (laughs) I really want to be happy. (laughs) Others were like, I'm going to get a house. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to move back to my hometown and love it. Kill it. Kill it. Mm -hmm. Slay. Amen. Amen. Just do the best that you can do. I love that. Just be happy. And we're going to go in our next Patreon episode, actually. We're going to talk about 2022 astrologically. Yes. So we're going to look at, like, what does this year look like? And Tara and I haven't done the research on that, so that's probably why we're in good moods. We don't actually know what's going to (laughs) happen this year. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) But for anyone on Patreon, expect that episode next week. But... Since I know that's going to be a dense episode anyway, I read that 2022 is, if you love tarot, which I know you all do, is the lover's card. And so that's figured out because it's, if you add up all the numbers, it makes the number six Mm -hmm. and the lover's card is number six. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is some good vibes for how 2022 is going to go. So for anyone who forgot, the lover's card the positive. We're not. We're not looking at this reverse. We're not, it's not reverse. And we're not reversing. We're this shit. right up and we're, down. We're up, upright, uptight, erect. You know. <laughs> it's about love, harmony, relationships, values, alignment, and choices. So it's about that good, good, open communication, that raw honesty, the saying how you feel, and like aligning with your values and following through with your values, and being like, "This is what I believe because this is who I am and who I want to be in the future." And of course, it's like just all about your relationships with other people and choice, like the choice about who you want to be today, this Mm -hmm. year, Mm -hmm. until you die, you know, your whole lifetime. Next year. Next year. (laughs) (laughs) You really took Don't Look Up very seriously. (laughs) Actually, hold on. It's this, (laughs) yeah, it's this movie on Netflix and it's a comedy, but it's very bleak. I actually couldn't finish. I got 45 minutes in and my heart was racing. Okay, so I went to a screening. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't even remember if I told you this off the pond. I went to a screening of it because it said that it was going to be moderated by Darren Aronofsky, who is my favorite filmmaker of oh, all time. Yes, yes, yes. Watch the whole movie, you know, having like a slight panic attack the whole time because space, meteors, not great. Motherfucking Darren Aronofsky wasn't there to moderate. He didn't show up? No, he had like some family issue or something. So they brought in this like 30-year-old young Jewish guy. Like he would make up for Darren Aronofsky. And it was just like the worst Q&A. I mean, Adam McKay, who was created Don't Look Up, he was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the guy asking questions was just like, so whatever. Oh, and I no. was like, I literally could not give less fucks about this movie. I just wanted to see my favorite director in person. Oh, and yeah. it did not happen in 2021. And but. imagine him asking you the questions. And, and then like, I'm there yeah. with my little, like, Steve Jobs sweater. Yes. <laughs> or, like, um, who's the woman that did the, the blood test machine and just got sent to prison? Oh, we love her. Elizabeth Holmes. Yes. <laughs> the scam queen herself. Yes. Scam goddess. Scam goddess. God. No, I know it was like a lot of money. I kind of feel bad. You're told as like a young person, you need to kind of lie your way to the top. And she does just that. And then she gets in a fuck ton of trouble about it. <laughs> I feel bad for her, honestly. That fucking sucks. I hope she got those Swedish bank accounts and it doesn't, you know, really yeah. matter. We'll see. Question. Mm-hmm. 
if you scam out of a bunch of money, mm -hmm. scam people, mm -hmm. can you use that money for your defense? Or is that like account frozen? Because I think, oh, the business account would be frozen. But since you're taking like some personal, like getting a paycheck. Yourself, yeah. yeah. You could use that money. But I think the business account might need to be frozen. And you might be able to use the money, but you still might have to pay the money back after the court case. Could you give the money to a family friend? Like a pet when you're going on vacation, except the vacation is jail. And then you get it back? Can you trust your friend to do that? It has to be a good friend. Would you do this for me? Depends how much. I would do this for you, but then I would invest the money and make more money. What if you lose the money? No. I would invest in Bitcoin. And that's, that's a gamble. That, that's a bad. I would, maybe I wouldn't give it to you. That's why I'm not, I'm not promising anything yet. So here's to looking for 2022, hopefully being an amazing year. Hell yes. So Tara, what are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about hedges. Ooh. Trimming topiary. Them. Yep. Oh, I love that. Little I shapes. would love to be rich enough to have topiary. What and kind a of man, oh, all of them, like, like a whole little circus <laughs> yes. kind of theme, you know. Mm -hmm. I want that dog with its nose balancing on the ball. I want tightrope walkers up there. Mm -hmm. I want some kind of topiary trapeze artist, but they're like in midair. Yeah. And it's like, how is it suspended? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm paying for it. Yeah. I don't need to know how it's suspended. I call it magic. <laughs> And I have a podcast all about it. Exactly. So. My gardener may call it something else. That's what I'm feeling. So hedges. Actually, a subsect of hedges. Hedge witches. <laughs> is that a subsect of hedges? It is. It's, your gardener is clearly a hedge witch. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. A duh. So hedge witches. So this came about as kind of like we always talk about green witchcraft. Mm -hmm. We've talked about kitchen, kitchen witches. Yep. And so... One of the other large, and we've talked about sea witches, one of the other large groups is hedge witches. Ooh. So tell me all about it. All right. Let's just dive in. The term hedge witch, because it's kind of a dumb term. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Topiary witch. Topiary witch. The bush witch. That kind of sounds cool, though. Bush witch. The bu it's in Australia. <laughs> in the bush. Yes. <laughs> just like riding kangaroos mm -hmm. with a lasso. The term hedge witch has been documented since the Middle Ages. So we're going a back, back, back. It originally referred to someone who practiced magic to protect their crops. Because for people who only lived to be in their like mid-30s, protecting their crops was all they had going for them. <laughs> like, That's this is it. How I eat and how I pay for my, my surf house. And like my three sets of clothes, you know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can use like the crops to make clothes. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you really need your harvest to work out. And you have to think of all of the disasters back then, like plagues, droughts, excessive rainfall, Antifa, winter is coming. <laughs> and, you know, doing this, you're doing this work 12 hours a day by hand with you and your family, mm -hmm. maybe a few other people helping out. But mostly it's a very family oriented business right now where no one's really making money and we're barely staying alive. Exactly. So a hedge witch would be that like rickety 40 year old. You know, like the oldest person in your little village mm -hmm. and living in a small hut or an attic at your local dive bar. So you'd go to them, trade your cow. I don't know why you're trading a cow ever. That's a pet. That seems like worth something. Yeah. I mean, that's one part of your daughter's diary and you have eight daughters. Exactly. 
whatever. You go to them, you trade the cow for like a magical spell or charm that would repel harmful creatures and elements from hurting your harvest. And then over time, the term hedge witch was used for anyone who practiced magic, like big overall umbrella. Mm -hmm. You a witch, you a hedge witch. Easy, done. You know, wipe our hands clean. But by the 19th century, the term had been adopted by some Wiccans specifically, because we all know that started to take hold as like part of the witchcraft community and like making their own fully formed religion. And it was used to refer to a person who was unable to join a coven, as we will get into later. Eventually, the term was used more broadly to refer to anyone who practiced folk magic, whether or not they were part of a larger group or doing it alone. That's fascinating. Yeah. And that's where hedge witch came from. There is some back and forth on the definition of what a contemporary hedge witch is. Mm-hmm. So a hedge witch is either a practitioner who predominantly focuses on liminal spaces or spirit realms. And this comes from the understanding of the hedge as a psychic boundary that contains society and the land of the living on the inside, protecting it from the wilderness and other realms on the outside. So think like shamans, seers, like Paloma from the Adventure Zone, the Oracle of Delphi, people that are interested in a prophecy. Ooh, okay. Not just topiaries. Not just topiaries. Interesting. Another definition of a contemporary hedge witch is a practitioner who lives on the peripheries of society that acts as a healer usually through the help of medicinal herbs which has like big green witch energy so think like zakora from my little pony sometimes baba yaga the woman that you're running to if you're a medieval servant who accidentally got pregnant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then occasionally hedge witches will overlap with like the kitchen and hearth witch if the focus remains on the idea of boundaries specifically the boundary of the home or your land these are just some of the contemporary ideas of what hedge witches are, but of course, it is not limited to that. One thing that a lot of the sources seem to agree on is that hedge witches act alone. Oh, no friends. No friends. No buddies. No family. No family. No ties, no taxes. No country. No, <laughs> no passaportas. This might be for a couple reasons. So either all hedge witches are Scorpios and Capricorns, which is unconfirmed, but I have a suspicion. <laughs> Who you guys out there? The whole identity of Hedgewitch also kind of implies the idea of separation from society. So there's this Tumblr folktale that the term Hedgewitch comes from when like villages were separated from one another by large expanses of wilderness. And the edge where the wilderness and society met was called the hedge. So if you're a Hedgewitch, you're able to traverse this boundary. And that's like a big deal. So like think like M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. Mm. Like going into the wilderness was like people were eaten by wolves. That's true. By the monster. Exactly. And so with that distinction comes a lot of freedom, but there's not a lot of scientific or like historical evidence for that. It seems more like maybe a 14-year-old made that up for a Tumblr post and it just seeded into the internet (laughs) as like fact. What Tumblr says goes, you know? And then when it comes to folks who deal with spirits in the spirit realm, sometimes they can be... Like a little much, guys. Yeah. You're a little much. Yeah. Big personalities. Yeah, big exactly. ideas. Big opinions. Big clothes. Big shoes. Big shoes. Big hair. Wait. What? What? Big toe. <laughs> you know what they you, say. You got one. I know you got a big toe. You don't know nothing about my feet. So maybe it's not so much that hedge witches fled to the solitary life of the woods, but rather their communities were more like, Samantha screams a lot at night. And so we need to... <laughs> to Take her and push her somewhere else. (laughs) 
Does this mean that you can't start a Hedwitch coven? That because you have a coven, you simply cannot be a Hedwitch? The answer is no, baby. Like, this is season four. Do whatever you want. Live wherever you want. Pick your poison. Now. Finally. Hedwitches are also commonly hereditary witches. So drawing from the knowledge and traditions passed down from their built-in covens, which is their family. Mm-hmm. Now, when I did research on finding hedge witch covens, there aren't really any. Okay. Not easily accessible at no. least. Okay. Even when I went through, I went to the fifth page of Google and there was no like internet forum or obscure website of some kind of secret society of hedge witches. But I would also say that like if you have a particular interest in being around like-minded people, you could be someone that creates this space for people. That'd be cute. So hedge witches, they are up to things. What do they do? Activities. Gossip. Yes. Okay, good. Probably to animals because they do not have friends. Yeah, they don't really. There's like a solitary thing going on. Yeah. One thing that they're really big into is divination. So all those years of pulling tarot and reminding people that the death card isn't bad, you never knew that you were in fact a baby hedge witch. Now for new listeners, divination is the act of predicting the future usually with tools. So this is different than like most psychic abilities. Your crystal orb. Yes. Your bone throws. Mm -hmm. What Uh, else do you do? Dice? I don't know. Dice. That's just D&D. <laughs> Which is prophetic in, in some instances. Yeah. And then interpretations of like natural phenomena. So that's like clouds or like patterns of birds. Mm. We've been through several types of divination. So I have our first game of the season. <gasps> I need you to turn your computer around. Okay. <laughs> Scared. Welcome to Divination or Not. <gasps> Ooh, okay. A play on the classic I can't remember. It was a baby or dog. I can't remember. We've done a lot of games. So the idea is, is that I'm going to give you some sets of types of divination, mm-hmm. two truths and a lie, and okay. you have to suss out which one is the lie, is the Got fake it. one that I've made up with my big, beautiful brain. Okay, great. Okay. Are you ready? So yes. which of the following is not a recognized form of divination? One, philinomancy. Divination by interpreting the movement of cat's whiskers. <laughs> two, Gastromancy, the reading of gastrointestinal noises. Ooh. Three, onicomancy, the reading of light reflected off fingernails and toenails. You want me to read them again? What light? <laughs> like that light. Oh, just like the sparkle? Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to believe this fingernail toenail thing is true. So then we've got whiskers and we've got the gurgles. Mm-hmm. Polinomancy and gastronomancy. Okay. I'm going to say gastronomancy is the lie because cats are known familiars to witches so it would make sense to me that witches would give a fuck about the whiskers is that your final answer that's my final answer well alicia i would have to tell you that you could be the person that invents philinomancy because it is not a recognized (laughs) form of divination but it i do like your reasoning Thank you. <laughs> Gastromancy, the reading of gastrointestinal noises. Someone puts their little ear up to your tummy and it goes blah, 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 and they tell your future. Wait, do people do this? Yes. People should do this to me. I bet. My stomach's always saying things. <laughs> it is. And she just chatting. wants to be heard. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to find someone who can do this. Onicomancy, the reading of light reflected off of fingernails and toenails, most commonly read off of the nails of young boys. Why? I don't know. Huh. It sounds like some weird thing that would go on in the Catholic Church, but I don't want to make any claims. Yeah. All right, next up. Which of the following is not a recognized form of divination? Gyromancy, the act of spinning someone around inside a circle marked with the letters of the alphabet and seeing where they land. (laughs) Electromancy, 
divination through the interpretation of rooster behavior. How do you wait? What's that? What's that word? Electromancy. Electromancy. Okay. Or limomancy, the reading of lines on the neck of an elderly man. Okay, so we've got spinning around, mm-hmm. reading where we land. Mm-hmm. We've got roosters mm-hmm. and their behavior, and their behavior, and we've got craggly old men. I mean, and their uh, lines. turkey turkey waddle reading, basically. Oh, okay. okay. Before neck lifts. Yes. Okay. Turkey waddle reading. Okay, okay. So I'm going to say linomancy, the one with the old man turkey waddle, is the lie. Mm-hmm. Because roosters have been around forever. They, like, wake you up in the morning, you know. They tuck you in bed at night. And then spinning around in a circle and seeing where you land just sounds fun. Right? I don't know if you're looking at, like, your future and you've made it to be that old, why you might care at that point. Okay. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. You are correct. Yes! Limomancy, the reading of the lines on the neck of an elderly man is false. I do want to give one thing about gyromancy is that the person would repeat the practice, quote, till he evolved an intelligent sentence or till he died of madness. So they would spin you around until you made a full sentence. I'm not spinning myself. No, this is some kind of like... Surf or or servant that you have collected, uh-huh. maybe um, someone you've entrapped and kidnapped. Yeah, and you spin them around until they make an intelligent sentence that you like, or they die. Oh, this is like a torture device. Yeah, but also oh, okay. for magic. Oh, but for magic. All right, this is our last one. Which of the following is not a recognized form of divination? Here we go. One, omphalomancy, the interpretation of lint removed from the navel. Ew. Oh, Marcel's going to hate that one. Sorry. <laughs> You're to karyomancy, divination by location of itches on the body. Uh-huh. And pillomancy, divination through the interpretation of piles of hair. Piles of hair. Mm-hmm. Where are these hairs piled? They're all over, and where they are depends on what your future is. Okay, so we've got piles of hair. We've got lint from the navel. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? And urticariomancy. Divination by location of itches on the body. Itches I did body. not look up how to say any of these, so I'm just flying fancy free. Flossy flossy. I'm going to say that the lie is piles of hair because I think itches on the body would be cool to know. Mm-hmm. And I think the lint from the navel is so disgusting that it has to be magic. Mm-hmm. That's my final answer. Okay. Those are my thoughts. Um, so I just want to make a formal apology to Marcel because when I did come up with um, follow Mancy, the interpretation of lit removed from the navel, that I did not remember that he is disturbed <laughs> greatly by belly button discussion. Yes. So um, Pillomancy, divination through the interpretation of piles of hair. It's loose hair that I don't know if they fling it or if they just see where it lands. But it does, it's kind of like how the hairs interact with each other, creates some kind of like astrology wheel intersection where they're like, ah, yes, like this is, you're going to get married next month. Shouldn't you just grab that and like put it in a bird's nest? Actually, I recently read that you should not put your hair out for birds because it gets tied around their little ankles. (gasps) Not their little ankles. I know. So if you have short hair, it's probably fine. But if you have long hair, you shouldn't. But even if you have short hair, it's probably still like. Too long for a little bird, right? Well, if you're, I guess if you have like a crew cut or something. Just shavings. Yeah. I just have hair shavings. I do leave out my, <laughs> when I pluck my mustache hairs and my eyebrow hairs, I leave it out for little birds in case okay. they want it for their nests. Okay. They haven't been interested yet. But one day they might. <laughs> Some artist. Someone might. So yeah, so that has been Divination or Not. Thanks for playing. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Isn't it gross and Ew. weird? And people have just, there were so many that I was like, Barf, dude. <laughs> barf. There was one with literal barf. Okay, so 
Divination is often a baby witch first introduction to witchcraft. Cootie catches are magical. We all know it. If watching eight seasons of My Little Pony over our winter break has taught me anything. It has taught you something, apparently. It's taught me many things. Oh. It has been, be interested in your natural inclinations. If divination has always been a part of your practice naturally, you might be a hedge witch. Mmm. I dig that. I dig that. Next up is another hedge witch's favorite pastime, hedge jumping or spirit travel and astral projection. Mmm. Oh yeah, with Omicron picking up, people are gonna be out of here. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna flag this. We'll put this in the in the show notes, and then this just like our astral projection episode, this episode is gonna fucking pop off. Exactly. Hashtag vacation, baby. So our first episode of season two was all about astral projection and the astral plane, with a big emphasis on stranger danger <laughs> and the best place to go on a date in the astral realm, mm, which is yes. adorable. Love that familiarity with spirit realms and spirit peoples is not something hedwiches will shy away from so just a quick recap there's these things called planes not in the sky but in layers like an onion around the earth Mm -hmm. so there's the physical plane also known as the prime material plane this is where like kittens and babies and ducks and like time and kilometers all hang out you us well maybe not us if we're on the podcast well where are we where Where are we we haven't talked about this (laughs) are we in hell (laughs) I don't know. The hedge witch hangs out on the physical plane all the time with like me and you and like all the new plant-based fried chicken KFC buckets. And then they'll pop over to what's up next, the astral plane. This is the funky party town Mm. for all the stuff that you little hedge witches want to get into. So everyone is said to have an astral body and the hedge witch and people who engage in astral projection have been hitting that astral planet fitness so they can manipulate it and travel with it. And then on top of that, there's planes within planes, such as the case with a mental plane, which has two planes inside of it. And then depending on which spirituality you subscribe to, there's the buddhic plane, the spirit plane, which I assume is like where the avatar lives. That makes sense. The divine plane, the logoic plane, all the way up to certain sects of Buddhism, which subscribe to 31 planes. 31. Exactly. They are the Baskin Robin of planes. Oh my gosh. So many flavors. The hedge witch may jump to deepen their connection to the spirit realm, explore hidden knowledge, harass grandpa as to where he's hidden his gold. Honestly, there doesn't seem to be any kind of alignment chart for hedge witches. Nobody's like, hedge witches are good. Hedge witches are bad. Seems like hedge witches are on the edges of society for a reason because they don't like our rules. <laughs> they just want to do whatever they want, whenever they want. Exactly. And fuck you. They have their own schedule. Yeah. They have their own Google Doc. Love this. A subsection of this is shamanism. So they may engage with the spirit world through trances or by altering their consciousness in some way. My favorite part of this is that shamanism is deeply cultural and super unique to each individual community it grew out of. But across the board within these communities, the knowledge held by shamans is very controlled, which makes it seem sexy and forbidden and like something I want to sneak into a temple for. Is this like the whole ayahuasca experience? Yes. Well, yeah. It's like you have to have a shaman or like a guide. So shamans are usually guides. Yeah. And they act as like liaisons between like us and the spirit realm. Would you take ayahuasca? There is barfing. There's a lot of vomiting. I don't think I could do it alone. I would do it with you. I think, I think that's probably the only person I would do it with. It'd be so embarrassing. Do you think so? <laughs> if it's just me and you and like... I think other, like randos would be there, you know. I think, I don't know if we could get our own private ayahuasca experience. I think we'd have to go with some kind of group. 
Well, in my scenario, my dream, mm-hmm. listen, if I'm doing one thing every day in alignment with my dream life, in my dream life, we're alone <laughs> in a nice Airbnb. <laughs> well, I don't know if we want to be in a nice Airbnb. We probably want to be outside. Well, yeah, but the Airbnb has like a, like a yard. Oh, okay, cool. But then it's also got like, so we don't get heat exhaustion, has like one of those, what are they called? Like an awning? Like yes. A, okay. I almost said ottoman. Awning. <laughs> and an ottoman. Yeah. And a pool. Mm-hmm. But I just don't want us to vomit in the pool. That's like my yeah. concern. So it can't be too nice. And it's got a gate around the pool so we don't fall in. Anyway. Okay, good. And then the healing arts. So like plant medicine. Ooh. Very green witch. Extremely green witch. I feel like so much of hedge witch is like I have my little fingers in all kinds of pies. Yeah. Because I'm also a kitchen witch. But all of that leads back to this center, which is like my isolation. And also, I'm very spooky. Mm-hmm. So we at Witches, we love doctors. Oh, yeah. We love science. Mm-hmm. We love when doctors and scientists work together to create life-saving medicine. And we always encourage you to seek out professional guidance. It's helpful. It can be very helpful. In addition, I think it's really cool to learn about the history of plants native to your communities. You know, I'm like a big fan of like the Black Forager and Decolonize Your Diet movement. And in terms of what we put into our bodies and on our bodies, how our planet feeds us and heals us, the Hedgewitch is all about that shit. So the Hedgewitch is literally like the Charlie Day and Always Sunny. Just like <laughs> everything is connected. Everything all the time. Exactly. Just look at your local community, see what grows naturally in your area, and see what kind of properties that those plants have. And of course, like if you're into having gardens, make sure you do pollinator-friendly plants. Mm-hmm. And if you see a lot of maybe gates around a plant, that sounds like private property to me, baby witch. So don't traverse that boundary. Don't jump that hedge for me. <laughs> do it for you only. Only you. That's don't, the hedge witch way. Don't t- talk to the police. Don't, don't tell them it's us. Another thing hedge witches love is animism. And we've had a whole episode about this. And we well know that I love and hate animism Mm -hmm. at the same time. So animism is that any and everything can have a soul or a spirit. Things that I like that have souls, trees, flowers, animals, chameleons, things that I dislike having souls, (laughs) plastic chairs, chalkboards, hats, hairbrushes. Don't. I hate that, honestly. Is it? The mouth or are those teeth? Oh my God, I hope not. Stop. Oh my God, <laughs> stop. Hedge witches believe in animism in the sense that they will communicate with the spirits of the trees, woodland creatures, and form beautiful, lasting bonds with the earth around them. So that I can get behind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since hedge witches like, I do whatever I want, you can do the hairbrush, <laughs> but you're not required to. Get to know the spirits of the land and place around you. You can work with them and invite them into your life with songs, poems, and offerings. The more you open up yourself to them, the more likely they will be able to offer you gifts and protection when you need it, which that's always so lovely. I love gifts. Presents? Hedwiches are also very big into homemaking. Most of us have been focused on making our homes very comfortable and appeasing during the pandemic because we're stuck there all the fucking time. If you're a hedgewitch, though... This is like an all-year activity. This is something you love to do. Hedgewitchery focuses on the home as the center of magical activity. Think about it. You got all your crystals. You got all your books, your magical tools. Your garden is at home. If you got an act for cooking, your kitchen's at home. Home is your safe place. It's where you can turn off your phone and watch Queer Eye and cry your eyes out with the blinds pulled down. Do you watch this season? Oh, my God. Yes. 
I'm crying every fucking night. Yeah. It's so good. I really um love that first episode. Oh my god. Terry? Yeah. I was like obsessed. I was like, don't change her. I was like, you can't <laughs> take those shorts away from her. I was like, she looks too damn good. Throughout history, the home has been seen as a safe place and a place of stability and grounding. Homemaking is a great activity for a hedge witch, whether it's buying prints from your favorite artist and hanging them on your wall or creating a cozy nook next to your witchy books and crystals. And the kitchen is especially seen as a sacred and magical space for hedge witches. Hedge witches love some of that kitchen witchery. They eat it all up. Num, 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 num. You can make your sleepy time tea or bake a cake for your neighbors and infuse it with love or poison. I mean, depends on the neighbors you have, honestly. Don't send us to the police. (laughs) It's not our fault. We did nothing. The kitchen also holds great energy. So many people coming and going in your kitchen. If you have kids or hosting a dinner party, so you always have like this constant energy. Someone's in the kitchen because y'all need to eat. So someone's always around. And nothing quite brings people together like sharing food. Okay, I'm thinking about being a hedge witch, but what kind of god spirits are we going to work with over here? And the great part about being a hedge witch is that they don't care. Listen, they don't like, care. I, I barely, the government doesn't know where I am. I live in a yurt. <laughs> you think you can tell me what gods to worship? I'm in a bunker in this hill. You ain't finding me. It's like a little hobbit hole over here. You can worship whoever you want. Whatever you want, it doesn't matter. Since it's a solitary practice, it just becomes more about which deities you vibe with the most, not about what everyone else is doing. But some hedge witches are known to befriend fae folk, and we had an episode about fairies like way, way back, way back. Like like baby, baby Tara and Alicia. Like we didn't know how to talk into a microphone, like that far back. (laughs) And looking back at our very old notes from that episode, a common caution we had about working with the fae folk is that they are master tricksters. Like, they will make you confused about time and space, steal your babies, steal your prized possessions. You just gotta kind of be careful when working with these guys. Yet, since you're on the outskirts of your little community anyways, and you, like, you know, gave the birds of that episode, you're like, I'm gonna work with fairies anyway. Why not befriend one? We can't guarantee that you'll instantly become best buds or even, like, mild acquaintances. You might, they might just not like you, you know? We don't know. But you can offer your respect to fae folk by leaving them an offering, such as honey, berries, or cheese. They do not like red berries, though. So Mm-mm. keep in mind, don't do that. Blueberries only. With an offering, the fae may be more inclined to bless your garden and protect the outside areas around your home. Okay. Do you have what it takes to be a hedge witch? I hope I do. You're listening to this episode. You're like, it sounds so good. If these apply to you, maybe hedge witchery is for you. You prefer your altars and rituals to be uncomplicated. It's simple, natural tools, such as crystals, some wood, some herbs, you know, very simple. You love learning about plants and their healing properties. You are drawn to the healing arts as a profession, such as bodywork, midwifery, being a doula, energy healing, herbalism, etc., etc. You get the drift. You're fascinated by shamanism and possible psychoactive activity that can transcend your mind, body, soul into a different state. Do you like acid? Do you like acid? Do you enjoy yes mushrooms? Yes or no? <laughs> Answer now. Alicia and I are the FBI. <laughs> Do you love drugs? <laughs> wee woo. If you answered yes to all of the above, you might just be a hedge witch. I guess the last question would be, do you like doing these things by yourself? Yeah. Because if you'd rather be with a coven, maybe you can find a coven, or maybe there's another type of witchcraft that might be better suited for you. Mm-hmm. Have we convinced you yet? For those saying yes, here are some easy steps you can take to become a hedge witch. And you may be like already doing these. 
This might be like so old for you. You'll be like, like, oh shit, I've been doing this my whole life. Oh my God, I am a head witch. This is my fucking calling. Hedge witches don't have to use mind-altering substances like acid, although some do. You can still uh, you can like still do it. it. Come on. You can if you want, but you can also use incense or even certain types of tea to help you open up more spiritually. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Daily or weekly meditation will be helpful in your work as a hedge witch. It's all about grounding yourself. Clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. All that good, good energy. Keep your focus. Keep a dream journal. Just like in our Patreon-only series, Pillow Talk, keeping a dream journal and analyzing your dreams can help you figure out how to untangle the knots in your subconscious. Or it can just be fun to remember what kooky things you and your cat said to each other in your dreams. Like, that's also great. (laughs) Me always carrying around Artemis. Like, I love that. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's my favorite trope. It is mine too. Alicia's dream. I had a dream about that the other day and I was like, I can't bring it to pillow talk because Tara's just going to say I have to protect her all the time. And it's like, I do. She's my child. I do. I love my cat. Speak to your house. Like open your mouth and talk to your house. Your home is a place of magical activity. So when you walk in after a day of work, greet your house. Just say hello. Hello, sir. Hello, madame. When you leave for the day, tell it goodbye. Au revoir. And promise to return soon. You can do the same for your garden as well. Hello, little plant friends. Goodbye, little plant friend. Did you like that rain, little plant friend? And keep in mind that being a hedge witch is a journey. You will need to push your boundaries, but that's all about growth. And growth is good. And we're just growing and being better people all the time. The world, yourselves, everything around you is constantly changing. So don't be afraid to grow and change along with it. And remember that no two hedge witches are alike. What works for others may not work for you. And that's totally okay. You're just going to be you. Just be you and just be Buddha too. That's not how the song goes. What song are you thinking of? I love you and I love Buddha too. I don't know the rest. Is that Barney? I don't think so. I love you, you Oh, that's a different. Oh, that's different. And we're a happy family. With the skills, guys. And we love you too. And yeah, and that's Hedge Witches. Dude, this was like, we don't always like come back to the basics of like witchcraft and magic but this was like such a wonderful like reintroduction to like practice and what you can do yeah just at home outside these things you can just do and you can just incorporate them more into your life how do you feel about hedge is this your witchcraft i feel like we used to do this question at the end of each episode i like this one i like this one i like this that i don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. about you witchcraft yeah it's very vibing that's very um the best of my 30s, you know, best version mm-hmm. of myself kind of attitude. And I also like the isolation mm-hmm. is very much in alignment with like what I feel comfortable with. Like every time somebody asks us to do interviews about our practice, I'm always like, I don't want to do that at all. <laughs> you can't make me do that. Exactly. And just working like by yourself, I feel like there's no guilt. Yeah. So if you're falling behind and just this week hasn't been good for some reason and you haven't done the spell you wanted to do and everyone else has done it, but you didn't, it's like not turning in your homework on time kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you just feel like behind and just doesn't feel good. Yeah. But if you don't literally give a fuck about anyone else, who cares? Yeah. I want to do my spell whenever I want to do my spell, baby. Full moon, new moon, blue moon, yellow moon. I don't care. (laughs) Pink moon, purple moon. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. What's the one there? There's like the beaver moon and like the, the other like ones. the wolf moon, mm-hmm. the harvest moon, the jackalope moon. Mm-hmm. Got all of those. I dig it. I like it. It has the Alicia stamp of approval. Da, 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 da. All right. Well, because Alicia's stamps took out her big stamp, 
and stamped this episode is now time for which is in the news yay first of season four hey i'm so excited for these heartwarming feel good <laughs> tales <laughs> huh? <laughs> no! no they're not that bad guys it's okay first story Kentucky witches called to curse Senator Joe Manchin. We love a good curse. I love to curse politicians. For those outside of the U.S. or those who are politically adverse, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin has really stirred up some shit in the Democratic Party. The Democrats created this massive bill called the Build Back Better Act. Doesn't that sound like beautiful? Build Back Better. (laughs) We have so many goals and hopes and dreams. And it's to fund social spending, which included... Cutting greenhouse gas emissions to fight climate change, tax credits for Americans who purchase electric cars, childcare and universal pre-K, expanding Medicare to include hearing services and dental and vision care. Which is for huge. The old person in your life. So like I my father is thinking about retiring, and like so much of the discussion is like, do I get like my dentures now? Do I get my eye surgery now? Mm-hmm. Or like, will I be able to afford it when I really need it? Like, that's so fucked up. What a conversation so to be up. having with yourself. Yeah. Four weeks of paid family and medical leave instead of like the two weeks or something that we have now. Some rinky dink shit, you know. And to reform the U.S. immigration system. Like, just reform it. We got to do something different. We got to. It, it's not working. It's not. It's not. So it sounds great, right? Well, Democrat Senator Joe Manchin didn't think so. He has literally been the thorn in the Democrat side throughout the creation of this bill and passing of this bill. And it's all optics. Since he's in West Virginia, he wants to the Trump people to like him too. Like, it's just literally all a mess. This whole, the whole system's a mess. But apparently for democracy's sake, the Democrats desperately needed for him to approve of this bill. And they had to break for the holidays without getting anything done because he did not approve. Which also, that system seems fucked up, too. I really dislike that. I, like, don't understand it to an extent, and that part I need to do more research on. But why are we groveling to one person? It does, it makes no sense to me. And some Kentucky witches were just fucking over it. Mm-hmm. On December 21st, the winter solstice, Kentucky witches gathered at the witch's tree in Old Louisville. They arrived at 7 p.m. wearing casual witch attire, you know, the cape with a hood you know looking spooky might have my broom and they were requested to bring a lantern and a sprig of evergreen to the event it was not said what kind of curse they would put on him but good for these southern bells and gents to stir up some shit and thus they did so mote it be blessed be good job kentucky like a a little praise i don't give a lot often kentucky is the adversary exactly but good job kentucky i read this now and i am sad that I don't have a cape yet. I feel like I've been talking about getting us capes for four seasons straight. What are you doing with your Patreon money? She's like investing in a 401k. She's just putting it away. Listen, I'm buying a a lot of Kroger stock right now. Okay, they got good dividends. You gotta get yourself a cape. I do. It's part of your dream life. So this is the year for you to do it. (gasps) She should get on Etsy right now. Cape, cape, cape. Cape, 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 cape. In international news, our next two stories are based in the UK. We have a Witches of Scotland update. Woo! The Witches of Scotland, for those who are just joining in, are a group campaigning for justice and a legal pardon for those who were accused and convicted of witchcraft under the Witchcraft Act from 1563 to 1736. Yes, nearly 200 years. 
The witches of Scotland have been campaigning for justice for two years now, and we have been following their movement for maybe like a good six months, maybe more. Like, we've been really on top of this. And guess what? The movement is moving and grooving. Oh, yes. Forward movement. This year, a bill to clear the names of those accused will be brought in front of Scottish Parliament. Natalie Dunn will be bringing the bill forward. She said, this injustice needs to be put right, and these people who were criminalized, mostly women, should be pardoned. By writing this wrong, we will most certainly make an impact in challenging gendered and patriarchal attitudes, which still exist in society today. Thank you to Witches of Scotland, Claire Mitchell, and Zoe Venditazzi for their continued work on this campaign and raising awareness of such an important issue. And the hope is for the national pardon to take place on this year's International Women's Day, which is Tuesday, March 8th. Ooh, manifesting. Manifesting. Let's go. Exactly. Send your blessings to the Witches of Scotland and their campaign. You can even follow them on Instagram. I'm following them on Instagram now. The fight, of course, is not yet over, but we are moving in the right direction, and that is something to celebrate. I would really love for this to happen this year. Me too. This has been a really long fight for these witches to be recognized and pardoned and celebrated and grieved. Yeah. And it's just about time. It is. It happened so long ago. Why so can't you just say ago. sorry? Why do you even need to like show something? Just be like, oh yeah, actually that was fucked up of us. We're sorry. Apologies are hard for people, Tara. I don't know what it is. Listen, they are hard for the Western European countries. <laughs> <laughs> like very hard. It's like sometimes, guys, you can be wrong. Mm-hmm. I know. It made me feel weird in my stomach too. And our last story is, the Arch Druid of Cornwall has passed away. Rest in peace. Edward, Wait, do we like him? Oh, we love him. Okay, good. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Edward Prynne, who in life called himself the Arch Druid of Cornwall, so self-proclaimed, <laughs> passed away on December 5th at the ripe age of 85. 85 years young, I would say. In an interview with BBC a few years ago, Ed revealed how he had his first mystic encounter at the age of nine and became drawn by the power of standing stones. You know, like Stonehenge, big stones. By age 46, he vowed to make his own standing stone garden. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do it, and it will be beautiful. Ed had been forced out of the workplace when he was 34, when he was in an accident that left a small piece of steel in his eye, which made him partially blind. Yikes! During that time, newly off work, he embarked on a spiritual journey of the Druid faith. This led him to import very, very large stones from different countries to his home in Cornwall to create a Druid stone circle. Guys, okay, there's Alicia included pictures. I thought you would love the pictures. These stones! They're very big stones. He's on top of them! These are some big rocks, you guys. Guys! And he looks so happy, too. I think that's, like, the best part. He started to put the stones in his garden in 1982, and the last stone was placed in 1999 to celebrate the total eclipse. Ed told BBC... The stones here have made new spiritual history. Thousands of people have touched the stones and left some of their magic aura. The stones are important because the energy gets drawn into them. You can feel this type of energy. You feel a bit wobbly on your feet. I like that you use the word wobbly. Yeah, yeah. We don't say the word wobbly enough. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. 2022. The wobble year. (sighs) After his death, Ed's family said, Ed was a character that the village of St. Marin will truly miss. He will be missed terribly by his family, but we are honored to have had him in our lives. First and foremost, Dad was a true Cornishman with a strong love of the sea and countryside. He was a kind and caring man who overcame his disabilities to make a life full of love and laughter. He has such a beautiful cape. Look at him gesture. 
he's such a good gesture. He also like does have like like kind of an energy of the Prince of Egypt. I mean, he's holding that staff. He is. He's let my people go. Like, oh. Well, rest in peace, Edward Pren. And I'm glad that these stones are going to stay out. What are they going to do? They're not going to fucking move these stones. No, they're heavy. They're probably like art by now. Yeah. This has got to be like some kind of protected sacred situation. Yeah. That like humans will stumble upon 400 years from now after, you know, the great cataclysm and be like, what were these stones here for? <laughs> what are they doing here? And they will be just as confused as we are. They'll be like, I feel wobbly. And <laughs> nobody's used that word in millennia. And that has been which is in the news. Oh, first one of 2022. 2022. Here we go. All right. To end the episode, we're moving into our spell, which is very head witchy, a divination spell. Ooh. So Alicia and I, Alicia's brought her tarot cards. Do you want to tell us about them? Also, wait, do you want to tell us about the box that you got them out of? <laughs> yes, the box is a beautiful wooden box. Thanks to... Our girl, Positively Mystic. What's up, baby? We use them. And I use it. My tarot cards literally hang out in this box. Because why not? It's gorgeous. Okay, so tell us about this deck. Where did you get it? Where does it come from? Where does she go? Where's the deco? Cotton Eye Joe. I really don't remember where I got this particular deck from. But it is called the Revelations Tarot Deck, created by Zach Wong. And they have these very beautiful, very intense pictures. Like, let me show you the three of wands. Look at this guy. And it shows oh, wow. it upright and reversed. So you can see the picture upright. You turn it around. And then you see reverse. And you can see, like, both the vibes of the upright position and the reverse position. So I find it very, very cool. And I've had this probably since... High school? I don't know. Really? Yeah. Cool. I can't even remember when I bought them. Let me shuffle them. Okay. So what we're going to do is Alicia and I are going to do a single card pull mm -hmm. for one for each of us. And then we're going to do a pull for the baby witches. Ooh. So this is going to be 2022 tarot card pull. How your year is going to go. I love this. I'm so excited. Lucky, lucky. Lucky, lucky. All right. And we're just, we're thinking 2022. We're thinking, how's it going to go? Mm -hmm. For what? you. For me. For me. She's covering her eyes. Her little mystical hand. I just don't want to give preference to anyone who doesn't deserve it. This guy. This guy deserves it. Unless it's awful. It is the Ten of Pentacles. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, we do not. Oh, my God. This is good. It wasn't even reversed or anything. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I could use the money. Yes. Okay. All right, Alicia. This is the best thing that could have happened. <laughs> to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What does the mini tarot say? <laughs> okay. So for those who don't know, Ten of Pentacles is the money card, wealth, financial security, long-term success, like this is literally like if you have been investing in yourself, the dividends are here. <laughs> I don't own any stocks. Please help me out. Oh, my God. I just want my credit to go up. This is great. I'm so happy for you. Thank I'm going to get so over much. there and I'm going to pull. Thank you. Come on over. Okay, I'm thinking about myself. I'm thinking about 2022. Knight of Pentacles. Knight of Pentacles. Okay. That's a money card still. Who's he? The Knight of Pentacles. He's about hard work, productivity, routine, and conservatism. Maybe it's you've got your money and you got to save your yeah, money, she's girl. Like, <laughs> she's like, 
like this card is like stop buying Kroger stock. Please. Why are you buying so much Oatly? Okay, this is saying you're working methodically towards your goals. You have a plan. We have goals. We have actions. We have manifestations. And you are sticking to the job until you get it fucking done and you succeed. Okay, all right. So it's a hardworking one, but it means the hard work will pay off, but you just have to keep doing it. Okay. And not give up. And get on a schedule. And get on a schedule. And budget. It says it's a planner. Got to plan it out. Got to goals, deadlines. You can fucking do it. Don't give up on yourself. I would never. This ain't the year. I love myself. You love yourself. I'm this adorable. Is the best. All right. So now we're thinking, baby witch. What kind of year are you going to have? Is it going to be great? General baby witch audience. Feeling the good good. Okay. So we're thinking about the baby witch and the kind of year you're going to have. So I'm going to pick this card. <gasps> magician. Ooh, the magician. Ooh, mystical, magical, bearded. Ooh, every baby witch gets a beard. <laughs> this is our this new is Patreon like goal. <laughs> we'll grow a beard. Yes, we'll grow a beard and then we'll shave it off and donate the beard to trees. Oh, like we beautiful. Did. They love to be warm. <laughs> so if you don't know, the, the magician is all about manifesting your goals. You have everything you need at your fingertips. It's all about looking at your resources and seeing what am I connected to? Because here's the deal. You're connected to everything and we're all here for you. And I would say that this is time for some some action. This is time to like get moving and start making the magic of your life, baby Ooh, witch. Put the steps in. Make a game plan. Oh, I love game plans. Yes. Make a schedule. Go back to school. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so about this. We are moving and grooving. 2022 is feeling very positive right now. And mm -hmm. just like keep up the energy, keep up the momentum and, you know, also relax and take a break and take care of yourself and just do the best that you can do this year. And I love you. And we love you. Guys, this has been with Jess. Hey, our first episode of season four. We would like to thank Marcel Perez, our producer, Mallory Porter, our creative director, and Kevin McLeod, whose music we use for the intro and outro each week. And we want to give a special thank you to Fabio Rubiera as yes. our marketing consultant that thank has been you. helping us throughout our holiday break and talking about how we can make Witch Yes bigger and better than ever before. I'd also really like to thank anyone that's left a, a review on all of their Apple Podcasts or other podcasting platforms. Something that's really important is that if you are on Spotify, we know that you can't write a review, but the best thing that you can do is subscribe to our show on the platform and then tell your friends about it. If you are in a review right mood, please give us five stars because we worked really <laughs> hard and we are up to our fucking teeth and work. Our teeth. If you want to find Alicia, you can find me on Instagram at Alicia period herder. And if you want to find Tara, how do we find you? You can find me on Instagram at her lovely face. That's my art Instagram. Or you can go to my private Instagram, which is underscore little moss. I basically just see if you're following Alicia or the podcast. And then we are on Instagram at which yes, share an episode in your stories, tag us and we'll feature you on our stories. If you don't like Instagram, you can head over to Facebook for which yes, the Facebook coven or shoot us an email at witchyespodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to our Discord, which is so fun. They so fun. really do their own thing. If you've been looking for an online coven, the Witches Discord is becoming its own coven. It's really like, it's on the, its own. It's really cool. Yeah. It is very, very cool. And if you have a question about any kind of magical practice, like that is the place to ask your question. You can also find us on Patreon, $5 Patreon, which is an above or getting two extra episodes a month, which makes this a weekly podcast. Hey. And if you missed us over the break, Patreon did not. They were like, this is too much content. <laughs> it was out of my face. So $10 and above witches get 
access to our close friends list and more. They get show notes. They get sometimes full moon tarot card readings, all kinds of stuff. Plus, you're going to get early access to some cool stuff. We That's where we launch our merch. That's where we ask questions. So at the beginning of every episode, we pile together our Patreon questions. So they know what the next episode is. And they are like, hey, I'm interested in why are there no Hedgewitch covens? Exactly. And we say it's because Hedgewitches, they're weird. They don't want a coven. No. They don't want anything. Anything else? We will have a few events coming this year, as oh, we always yes. do. And of course, those on Patreon will find out first. Just another perk. Just another perk. Why not? And this has been Witch Yes. Bye. Bye. Happy 2022. Money, money, money. Feeling 22.